Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello and welcome back. You have Thomas and Majana. Hey, welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So let's talk about how we choose to come into this life from a soul's journey perspective with your soul pod. All right, so we've talked about how you tend to go through lifetimes with the same people. So a couple people have said, if we come from heaven or a place of infinite love and peace, why in the world would we come back down to earth to learn how to love and have peace? And that is a great question with many layers to it, I think. And one of my favorite pieces of that is how not only we show up in this lifetime, but how people in our soul group show up with us. Because this kind of can get emotional, honestly. Oh, yeah. And when you recognize those people who are part of your soul pod, that it gets even more special. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So let's look at soul contracts. When you are planning to come down here to the earth to experience things that you cannot experience when you are just surrounded by love and you are part of love, you have to be able to step away from that. You have to experience the opposite to know what you're experiencing. So when you are nothing but love, you don't even know that until you are around something that's not right? You have to have the law of polarity, law of opposites, so that you can experience and have a concept of both of those. So when we come into this lifetime, and we've chosen what we want to work on, what do we want to learn? I think we pick kind of the main things, we can't possibly do it all in one lifetime. So we pick what we want to learn. And so let's say, you know, actually, who one person that I love, love, loves this so much, the explanation is Neil Donald Walsh's book, Little Soul and the Sun. When you look at this book, you think it's a children's book. And okay, surface value, it's got great, beautiful pictures. The illustrator is brilliant. The book is written so beautifully and he, Neil Donald Walsh takes some just really complicated concepts and puts them into this perfectly elegant, simplistic, understandable format. I love this. So yes, it's a children's book and it's a teenager's book and it's a mom and dad and an adult (laughs) on every level book. It's a classic. It's amazing. So he, yeah, so I would you know look at it, get it, buy it, give it to everybody you know. But basically, when you come into this earth and you want to experience something, your soul group kind of works together on this. So let's say that you want to experience um, forgiveness. Okay, I'm going to use that because I think it's a great one. And that is actually one that he uses in that book. So you want to experience forgiveness. In order to learn how to forgive and experience forgiveness, somebody has to be such to you that you have to forgive them. 
So that's not going to be a kind, loving person towards you, right? And then furthermore, it's going to be somebody in your soul group. So if you think about this, when your, when your group is all disincarnate, when you're in your soul form and you're talking, okay, let's go down to earth and, and let's learn some lessons and ex- have some experiences. And um, okay, you go in, you're going to be my parent in this time and I'm going to be a son or a daughter, whatever you choose. And I want to experience forgiveness. Okay, so, okay, maybe I'm talking about me now. (laughs) Woo! I wanted to experience forgiveness. (laughs) And my mother, and let me tell y'all, when I could get my head and heart around this, it put my mother in a very different light for me because my biological mother and I were not close or alike. And we didn't like each other very much. And that was very clear. So the fact, so when she agreed to be my mother in this lifetime and to be to me a person that was less than loving and kind and supportive and joyful so that I had to experience the pain So, because I chose to, I chose to experience those feelings and those emotions so that I could be hurt, so that I could learn what it is to forgive and myself and her. And then when you look at that, that we agreed to play these roles when we were disincarnate and we were nothing except pure love. How could she do that? How could somebody that is pure love say, you know what? We're going to go down there in that dense energy and I'm not going to be very nice to you because that's what you're asking me to do. And what Neil Donald Walsh's explanation that is the best I've ever heard is this simple, that that being of pure light and love looked at me as a being of pure light and love and said, I'm willing to do that for you because I love you that much. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. The person that I grew up believing did not love me, did not like me, and gave me all these obstacles to overcome, in reality loved me enough to give me those obstacles and challenges. That's powerful. That puts our earthly pain in just a whole different light, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, oh my gosh. So yes, through, I mean, I can talk about that now and I hope that I've hit a chord with some of y'all and you can really maybe look at your life through that lens because let me tell you, when that realization hit me, and I really had to get my head around that, there were a whole lot of tears involved in that process and a whole new layer of healing and learning to forgive. Because, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so I got to learn. I I was able to learn forgiveness on a different level at that point. You know, you and I both had mother issues. And my mom passed in 2013. And my brother and I and 
my brother's wife, we were the immediate, and we were in the room with her and spent the last several days, eh, last about 10 days of her life there with her. And after she passed, my brother and his wife left to go outside to deal with a few things, and I was left in there with her, and I had some conversation with her that for me was kind of letting things go and clearing and I'd learned enough about this to know that her spirit was likely still in the environment of that place and could hear what I was saying. And it was kind of, I, I said what I said in release of how she had been for me and saying, you hurt me, but I forgive you. I only wish that I had this layer yeah. to have been able to send her on to say, wow. I didn't understand it in the moment. I kind of get it now. And boy, you played your role well. <laughs> and I give you an applause. Yeah. Be free. Yeah, it just, it really is very releasing and freeing. Now, my biological mother is still alive and she has dementia. And I'm still learning to forgive. You know, every time I think that I have a handle on this and I've released it and I'm all good. Well, there's another layer. <laughs> the onion still peels. It does, but and and but I get to look at it now from a different a different perspective. That does not make it not painful. It does not make it pleasant to deal with, but I get to look at it differently. So, recently I was on the phone. I still have that dutiful daughter thing where I call. I mean, she doesn't know that she doesn't remember when I've called, of course. And I can see, I can hear her decline. But she always recognized my voice until fairly recently. And I could tell she was unaware of who she was talking to. And she kept saying something about the kids. And I said, well, who are the kids? Who, your kids? And then when I asked her, she's like, well, she wasn't even sure who she was talking about. So I threw out the names of my, uh, of her three children, my brother, my half sister and myself. And, and she, my brother was killed in an accident 27 years ago. And she, of course she didn't remember that. She just said, well, you know, I have no idea where he is. I haven't seen or heard from him in a long time, but I guess he knows where I am if he wants to get a hold of me. When I asked about me, I said, well, how's, how about, how about Majana? She said, who? I said, well, didn't you have a daughter named Majana? No, I never had a daughter named Majana. I thought, okay, well, ouch. Again. Wow. New layer right there. So breathe through that. And so I asked about her other child, who, of course, she remembers the best. <laughs> who lives in the area, too. Lives nearby. She does live nearby, and that was always her favorite. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, you know, whatever. So, um, and obviously that, that was still painful. And she's still here dealing with all of this, and I get to deal with it too. Thomas, on the other hand, mom has made her transition. And very, I thought this was very, very cool. She has come back, and fairly recently she came back and said to me that, she was expressing her love for Thomas and that, and, and a little bit of, it was, it was a, I'm sorry for the pain I caused him 
And that was our co- our contract because she knows I get that. So that was our contract and how it served him then and how he can use that to serve him now. And a piece of that I think is very powerful for both of us is the past is the past. Grow through it. Because if you choose to hang on to it and be a victim, you're not learning your lessons. You're not growing. And whatever, apparently we both chose to learn some forgiveness here. And if you're hanging on to it and choosing victimhood, you're not learning forgiveness. So it's all about release and growing. So that's kind of cool to be able to get that full circle picture, I think. So when you're struggling with people in your soul group, (laughs) and you're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Try to look at it from a different lens. It's so very cool because truly we all do love each other that much. So we look forward to seeing you again soon. And until then, namaste.